And welcome, Rooster Boosters, to Rooster Booster Time. I'm the big guy, Scott Ferrara. That's Mike the Grand Poobah Parazzini. And today we have uh, with us one of the newly minted Roosters. Uh, got his first cap for them two weeks ago against New England. Ishmael Shabazz, welcome to the show. What's good? What's good? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's exciting uh, to be here. Yeah, no, listen, I'm, I'm excited that you're excited because <laughs> usually, you know, every, everybody knows me and Mike. Between this show, between the rugby rant that I'm on, that Mike has been on multiple times, mm-hmm. um, everybody knows we don't do this professionally, so we, we probably look like a, a bunch of nuts doing it. But it's fun. That's that, that's the whole point. <laughs> that makes we have so fun better. talking to you. Yeah. We have fun talking to you. We have fun bringing you guys on, on the screen. We have fun bringing you to the fans. And already number one fan, Jason Zimmerman. <laughs> What's up, boys? <laughs> big win. Yeah, big win against a, a, a cross-coast uh, rival. And he's welcome to the show. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about Ish and give you a rundown. Again, we get we all we get all of our information from our buddy Doug Coyle. Visit djcoilerugby.com. And also Doug has started his uh pre and post match interviews uh with the Roosters. Um and he actually has a special series coming up. Um he's gonna be he's interviewing Dylan and Sam Dylan Fawcett, the butcher, and Sam Windsor. Um and it's coming out on Thursday to talk about their upcoming match because they're very close to hitting 50 caps in the MLR. Um, it's a good series. Go check it out. He interviewed um, Dan and Kara Pryor uh, after the match, which is which was an awesome interview, uh, in my opinion. Um, and he also interviewed Mikey Last, the official, um, after the match. So always check out our buddy uh, Doug Coyle, DJ Coyle Rugby. So back to Ish. Um, hailing from uh, Portland, Oregon. Um, he played football and baseball in high school. Cornerback-receiver right. combo, which, you know, mm-hmm. is instinctual, I think. <laughs> I think every, every, every guy's playing both sides of the ball at that point. Pretty um, much. Yeah, and then you attended uh, Oregon University, uh, and that's kind of where you picked up rugby, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, my freshman year, I was um, my chemistry class. One of the fellows would come to class with like black eyes and stuff like that. And I'm like, <laughs> "Yo, bro, like, who are your friends? Like, <laughs> you hang out with some new people." It's like, "No, nah, man, I play rugby." It's like, rugby. All right. Like, if I have to check that out, like, I don't really know nothing about rugby. Um, and like that whole first year, he was trying to get me to come out, trying to get me to come out. And um, I wasn't really feeling it. After seeing like, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> him looking like he was doing a fight club or something. I was like, no, I'm good. But then um, that next year, I actually put on like 25, 30 pounds and was like, all right, I need to do something. You know, I was just in the gym all the time. And it's like next thing I knew, I gave it a shot. And here I am, you know, kind of ran with it. And according to Dougie, you were the um, team MVP for the 2016-2017 season and the 2018 and 2019 season. Yeah, I had a, I had a pretty good run over there at U of O. Yeah, my first <laughs> year, the MVP, then best back, and then MVP the last year. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, I didn't get anything when I played in college. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was, I was lucky I got playing time, to be quite honest. But anyway. The experience, then, though, that's what. Yeah, no, definitely. And then um, after your senior year, you traveled to New Zealand. You're playing club rugby down there. And then yeah. the fall of 2021, you were playing for Pathway 404, which is the Rugby ATL Academy team. So how did right. you go down to New Zealand? Like, what brought you down there? Um, so my coach at the time, Pate Tuisui, uh, at University of Oregon, he um, – we had kind of, he had brought it up and we talked about it a little bit. Um, and I actually wasn't quite sure if I was going to follow through with it because I tore my ACL January of 2019 and my ACL in meniscus. And I kind of was like, oh, you know, maybe I should just take a break for a little bit. Maybe if I do go, just go for like 
a week, like do an academy or something we were talking about. Um, and then I don't know what really like made me pull the trigger, but I had a talk with um, Taylor Crummer. He plays for uh, uh, NOLA. Um, and he went to the same organization that I ended up going to. And, you know, he told me like at first when he got there, he was like, you know, it's, it's a lot. You, you, you're going somewhere where they grew up playing the sport. And like for us, we like just are getting into it. Um, but he said, you know, stick with it. And it ended up being one of the best decisions I ever made. You know, not only did I have a great time playing rugby, but all the people that I met, I'm still in touch with to this day. You know, I met I made some bonds for life type deal. So it was and it's a beautiful country, too. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. I mean, it's a great experience. You're the second guy we've had on this week. Uh, we had Kyler McCorkendale on last week. Yeah. He did a similar trip down there to, to play academy sides and all that. Mm-hmm. His, I think his was a little different. Um, I think he was a little, a little younger than you when he went down there. So mm-hmm. I think his experience being away from home was a little bit different. But yeah. uh, it's it's interesting, you know, the opportunities um, young American players are getting to go down there. And just Even if it's playing club rugby, it's still going to be at a certain level that we, we're not going to have here in the States. So oh, I think yeah. it's awesome. Um, yeah. Oh, here we go. Dougie Coyle with, hitting <laughs> us with the with the questions already. Did your time in New Zealand help gain an invite to play with Rudy? Well, because we know, obviously, the Bolton group and Rick is is all about uh, players in New Zealand. So is, yeah. that one of the, is that one of the things he came at you with? Like, you know, I heard about your good play in New Zealand. Um, my coach, Travis Church, he, uh, he did a lot of the connections and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, when I told him that my visa was coming to an end and, you know, I wanted to continue playing rugby, uh, he kind of helped orchestrate all that, made all the connections, gave me the emails and did all the invites and stuff like that. And, um, here I am, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, on the field, baby. He called me, um, like 6 a.m. And he was like, pack your bags, baby. We're going to New York. And I was like, oh, okay. That's awesome. I was like still like wicked up. So it like took me a while to kind of like really like I, we had talked a little bit the night before, but I was just like, huh? <laughs> it didn't quite it's a done deal. Like, pack your oh, bags, what? man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, the San Diego match before we get to our hard hitting right questions, the good questions we and Mike have. Ooh. And man, I'll tell you, I am still cold from Sunday. Um, <laughs> it was when, when we did a pre match broadcast, I was in the sun. It was warm. Yeah. I was kind of sweaty. Sitting right. in the first half, I still had that same feeling. It was warm. My hands were warm. My feet were, were, were warm. <laughs> it was 20 degrees. You know, it was probably 30 plus windshield was 20. So it's not yeah. too bad. You know, we've, we've all been in colder weather than that. You mm-hmm. know? But whatever happened in the second half, like the clouds came in and there was no sun. And I'll tell you, I was freezing. Right, right. Man, <laughs> um, good thing I, we and, ended the game when we did because it started snowing. Yeah, it was it was it was very unique to see the 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 weather change like that. Oftentimes, when you're watching MLR, you see it in a Texas game um, deeper into the season, where it's hot around 5 p.m. and then that 7 p.m. second half, all of a sudden it gets super cold, and now the ball has its own condensation and weird <laughs> handling. But to see it in New York, honestly, I love it. I you know me and Mikey talk about it all the time. You know, I love going to football games when it's snowing and raining and cold. I love going to rugby matches that way. I think, yeah. yeah, you guys practice in it, so you should be used to it. I mean, I don't know about all the Southern Hemisphere guys, but all the 
Americans and Canadians should be used to it, in my opinion. Even though, even if you're a West Coast guy, like, you know, come on, like, it's New York, baby. I mean, we had a rough winter this year. Um, yeah. So, if Seattle coming over, or excuse me, San Diego coming over, you know, can't let the Cali boys, you know, uh, take take over there. But All I think right. the, I think the the biggest takeaway was um, at the. You, you had a, a you had forwards come in and right actually right before the the forward transition uh, substitutions, um, like Colombo had a bunch of pounding runs, oh, you know, Butch had a bunch of pounding yeah. runs, Chance had a bunch of pounding runs, and then you had the transition and frigging Caleb Geiger, man, that dude's a human wrecking ball. It's utterly ridiculous how yeah. hard he hits people, and there's one shot <laughs> where he hit um, Rob Shaw. And like Rob Shaw just kind of relented, and because he realized like I'm not gonna push him back, <laughs> and I'm like, bro, this it's 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 listen, I'm a fat front row guy, I like to see those pick and goes. That's the play I like. You know, don't get me wrong, yeah. you're a center. You know, all the yeah. exciting plays. We're gonna loop here. We're gonna do this. Gonna, <laughs> that's all well and good, but for me, it's the pick and goes. And I think that forward play at the end of the match won the day for you. Not to say you know the back line was wasn't playing well or anything but you know as we know sometimes mm-hmm. defenses are going to focus on a certain game and i think san diego mm-hmm. focused on not letting the rooney back line make those breaks you know they came mm-hmm. in and they tackled with two people on the ball every time so that right. way it was going to be a hard offload and right. you know it, it is it is it's you know it was interesting and and dougie coyle it seems like stick them <laughs> would have been needed yep. <laughs> listen they got to catch you Okay, they got to catch him with the stick. I've never right. seen anybody caught with stick. Him. Yeah, it's, it seems as though everybody right. ate a big bowl of popcorn before that match because there were a lot of handling errors. You know, I'll chalk that up to the weather. I think guys were a little bit surprised. Yeah. The turf um, but was ha- a little wet. Yeah, the turf was a little wet. Um, and ha- I mean, you you weren't in the twenty three this this mm-hmm. match, but I mean, just sitting there, you you had to have been freezing, right? Oh man, that the first half. I mean, I was like, you know, I was all good that first half. I was out there in shorts, running around a little bit, hoping the boys warm up here and there. And then that second half, I had to throw some pants on. It was, it was, it was cold. I threw the gloves on and threw on an extra jacket, and I was still cold. <laughs> Just standing there was not good. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was. It was it was fun. It was one of those matches. I tell my wife, like you'll remember. You know, it was uh, obviously Jack kicking it for the win at the death. Oh, it was cold. It was back and forth. It was San Diego scoring that one rear try, where me and every other person in the stands thought it was an obstruction, but it, Mikey Lash didn't think so, and neither did yeah. the TMO because it didn't even look like they reviewed it. You know, so <laughs> it was it was back and forth, and it was intense, and you know. I need a cardiologist after the season is what I've been saying. <laughs> it's, a tr- yeah, it's, it's not a New York team if you don't need, you know, a cardiologist or you're you're having a heart attack. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, but Mikey knows I'm a All Mets right. fan. So by, you know, by J- July, my Mets hopes are over. So it's tough to watch a team that's going to succeed in New York and come down to the wire for me. But Mikey, how did it look on television in the nice warm pub you were in? <laughs> I was going to say oh, it, was, it was great definitely being inside and nice and warm. Um, yeah, definitely. It, it looked like, you know, handling errors were our, our biggest issue. It seemed like we were going into contact and then somehow, you know, coughing up the ball, either just, you know, holding the ball out in front of us or they were, they were just getting good hands on it somehow and coming away with it. So that was kind of, you know, upsetting when you'd say, like, all right, you know, we're making good runs, making good runs, all of a sudden, boom, turnover, um, which, right. which kind of sucked. But other than that, you know, it was, it was great to see, you know, and fight back, you know, Rugby New York just kept fighting and fighting and fighting, you know, 
tied the game up and you know when it's good you know when it was coming down to the death and we had the ball i'm like you know all we need to do is draw the penalty just draw the penalty from 40 yards out like that's that's got to be jack's range you know that'll be a nice chance you know to get a good, good kick and then Bing, bang, boom happens exactly like that. And uh, yeah, so I, it was it was a hell of a game to watch. I loved it. You know, from start to finish, it was exciting. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you were confident about the end because, got to be honest, that wind was gusting into his face. So we right. had seen some kicks and from first half and second half, some box kicks that that hung up. One for San Diego yeah. was so, went by, behind everybody that right everybody back. was off sides. <laughs> yeah, everybody, they called off sides immediately on it. And this is interesting. Doug said that uh, five of the San Diego backs were wearing the undergarment, the tight undergarment. And this is mm-hmm. something we saw when um, Rooney played uh, Dallas. The Dallas forwards were wearing that, to which I say they should be revoked from propping. You don't wear pants. Come on, you're a prop. Yeah, yeah that's kind of <laughs> one of them social things, social cues that we <laughs> don't wear them. And plus, yeah, like you like, said, we train in us. That's nothing. Yeah. We'll be all right. Absolutely. So let's let's get into some of our hard hitting questions. Um, so so my first question is is actually is I feel is interesting. It's a new question. It's a new question. All right. Um, so you're after a match. Obviously, you know you're heading over to Tenth and Willow. That's the spot for the social. Yes. Are you drinking a beer or are you getting a drink? Oh, I'm going straight to the blue point. There <laughs> you go. I, you know, get up the sponsor, it. baby. Exactly. We we went a couple of us, Kyler, um, Pago, and myself. We went there. Was that four weeks ago? Whenever, whenever we went out there, and like you know, mm-hmm. they let us sample all their stuff. Nice. It was it was actually really good. I'd never heard of them or anything like that. I was like, oh, they, they got it going on here. And then um, when we were there last week, I I didn't really pay attention to it, um, but this time like i saw that they had it on top i was like oh yeah i'm gonna get i'm gonna give me a blue point <laughs> blue point's delicious i love blue point. it actually uh, is and going out there uh to their brewery if you have a chance to go out there and, and have fun i've i've been out there a couple times um shout out to my guy dan uh who works down at blue point uh him and his wife are season ticket holders uh this year again so right it's good to see it's good to see all my friends that were season ticket holders you know because last year some people yeah. were kind of hesitant with covid this yeah, year it was great to see yeah. them so I'm going to ask you a question. You play, you know, you are the, the typical, I guess, American rugby player. You started picking up rugby um, in college, whereas mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing you're the outlier or you are the outlier, I'm guessing, on, you know, rugby New York, where most of these guys have been picking up or started playing rugby earlier in life. You know, some guys mm-hmm. in high school, some guys, you know, elementary school, middle school, you know, earlier than that. You know, how does it feel to be, you know, I guess, one of the newer guys to rugby? And are you constantly learning with this team? Oh yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, it's my dad and I have had a few conversations because I don't know, like I've always kind of been like someone that's like I'm all always named in a lineup or something like that, mm-hmm. whatever sport I was playing. And you know, I think he's trying to pull out of me like, how do I feel about it? And I'm completely fine with it because the guys in front of me, like they deserve it. And um, I'm just trying to be as much of a sponge as I can because they have so much talent and so much, you know, knowledge to share and whatnot. A simple question goes a long way. You know, I got my notebook that every time I have a conversation with them, you know, I take a couple of things and write it down. And um, I actually sat down and made myself like goals that I want to work on for the entire season, Um, like each week to week, like check back in. How's it going? Because 
you know, it is what it is. I, I know that I'm a little bit behind, but you know, I'm still an athlete. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to Absolutely. learn rugby. I've been playing sports my whole life, but you know, it's just a different, different field, but you know, it, it definitely, it's, it's a, it's something that I do notice I'm a little bit behind, but I'm working on it. Well, you know, as a center, let's be honest, you just have to kind of run straight, you know, get the <laughs> run straight, and, you know, uh, maybe if you have more experience, maybe you're running the defensive line as far mm-hmm. as putting guys where, where they need to be. But that's why we have two centers. You know, you can have one with more experience yeah. or with less experience and you can work off of each other. So, I mean, I don't think yeah, it's that's true. Yeah, that much of a learning curve. I think it's more of, um, I think innately guys like Jason Emery and Fosse and, and Happy and Quinn and, and all that, those, those backline Eddie, um, those backline centers and, and, and wings kind of, it's almost natural on where they're going to go as far as an offload. And mm-hmm. it's a little more automatic for them, which isn't necessarily the worst thing that's not automatic for you because me and Mike mm-hmm. talk about, you know, a lot of teams get into the repetition of trying to do too much and send that last pass, right? Yeah. All of a sudden it's out of bounds. It's on the floor. It hit off your hands versus mm-hmm. just going down. And I think sometimes, Guys who are less instinctual because they don't have that much time get tackled, start the new phase, and that's usually the better play to have, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You know, Sometimes so, you know, just set that ruck in and just go from mm-hmm. there. I know what exactly, exactly. It doesn't have to be pretty. It just has to score points. In my, you know, in my, my exactly. Opinion. So we're gonna ask a, another question. You know, this is the one that kind of defies and and conquers <laughs> the team here. Oh, you know, okay. you're either on. You're either on. You're either on. Johnny G's team, or you're on Charlie Hewitt's team, and I got to be honest, Ish has really nice hair too. So we might have to start adding him into the. the It might be a three man race now, Um, and I mean, and Jack has that nice bleach blonde hair. You know, it's so. Anyway, are you a Johnny G guy? Are you a Charlie Hewitt guy? Hair wise, Johnny G, he's got the flow. He's got the flow. (laughs) Got got a little bit of curl in there too. Mm -hmm. I like it. (laughs) <laughs> he does. He could wear it long. He could wear it in a ponytail. He can man bun it. He could wrap it. I mean, yeah. I've seen him yeah. uh, on, on a match day. He's always fussing with it and trying to get it <laughs> the way he wants it. Yeah. And man, it's just you just stare at him going, "Fuck! I wish I had that hair." <laughs> I will say, after having long hair for it's going on two years, two and a half years, like I'm kind of getting tired of it. Like I think I think I'm probably gonna cut my hair soon. I keep lie. saying that too, and then every, a week by week it goes by and I haven't cut it. So I don't that's know. just how it is. <laughs> too much work. Uh, yeah, my wife complains about it. She hates it. I've had long hair for two years. She absolutely hates it. <laughs> so now uh, the the other d- dividing question amongst the team. It's a two parter. Okay. Uh, okay. High socks or low socks, and then plain cleats or flashy cleats. What do you prefer? Okay, so I used to I used to be a um, a low sock guy. I don't know, more so for the aesthetic, I guess. And also, when I was at Oregon, like they never gave us socks, so it was just wear whatever you got. Um, so I just wear like some Nike Crew socks, and you know, after a couple of tackles and whatnot, they end up down anyways. So yeah, but then like a little bit, I guess like recently, I've been I've been going with the high socks. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Um, and for the boots. Mm, I don't know. For me, like functionality, like I <laughs> anything that's good for speed, you know, that's that's really what I care about. Anything that's good for speed and like cutting and stuff like that, you know, backline stuff, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's he's thinking more of that. Troy goes right for the color. We know Troy is going right for the color. 
but it had you could see him from four blocks away Troy's <laughs> in the backfield he yeah. loves that I mean, if you, if you can find like a good one yeah i mean so sometimes you find like the right one that's all the fluorescent colors and yeah. <laughs> you know does all the job does the job uh this this is a good one this is a good one for a non-new york guy because you know we have you know when we have the butcher on mm-hmm. you know uh we have a bunch of the other guys who are like new york guys mm-hmm. um you know, I can't can't ask this question, but you you're a, a relatively new New York guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> you get New York pizza or bacon, egg, and cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup. You gotta pick one. I ain't even had that second one. You never you whoa, 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 whoa. Um, Dude, okay, so all right, you got next you gotta go to the deli, you need a uh-huh. bacon, egg, and cheese, salt, pepper, uh-huh. ketchup. And an Arizona iced tea for ninety nine cents. I'm telling you, man. Yes. Say less. I have to. I'll, yeah, I'll try it. I'll try it. <laughs> I'll or try it. I, I, an amendment to that: mm-hmm. uh, okay. if you're hungover, you do sausage, egg, and cheese uh, with ketchup, salt, and pepper, and hot sauce and home fries all together with Ooh, an Arizona see, iced tea. Oh, there's, like, there's a I like the hot sauce when you yeah. throw the hot sauce in there, like you're talking about yeah. language. <laughs> there's, there's, there, I mean, you could do a chopped cheese, which is essentially a cheeseburger for breakfast. Uh-huh. That's always good. See, um, I need to try that. I need yeah. to get a chopped cheese in me. I, I really, I really want to see what that's all about. And actually, your teammates, um, who the heck was it? It was Joe Basser and Andrew Coy went to a deli, and they had cream cheese with lox on a bagel with capers and onions, which is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Gotta be like that's another quint. Like, there's a lot of quintessential New York breakfasts. Yeah. And you, you have like what yeah. another three months here, so you gotta hit them, bro. Oh, I mean, we signed a lease, a full-on lease for a year, so I'll be here year oh, round. Oh, sweet. Definitely. Yeah. I'll yeah. come down and hang out after this. It's really nice. <laughs> right on. Right on. I will say the bagels I've had here, right? Mm, man, get to, you know, get that pound of salmon cream cheese or something or the veggie cream cheese. Mm, delicious. Uh, Dougie, Dougie has a question food related, so I'm going to throw it up. Okay. Um, so pre-match Friday night cuisine, you're in New Orleans. What do you want to eat and what do you avoid? That's a good question. Mm. I feel like if you eat a lot of beignets, you're going to be really <laughs> sluggish on Saturday. You're going to be hurting. <laughs> um, just a, a pasta, pasta and seafood, something like that. Something light. You know, yeah. I can't really eat too much before a game. So you got to eat I'm, after. You got to eat after the match. And that's when you eat yeah. the gumbo. Yeah. Oh. A lot of sandwiches. Man, are like, you serious? Yeah, that's really Yeah. Don't even worry about drinking. You sick. Anyway. Like you could drink it, like in my opinion, unless you're at Mardi Gras, you could drink anywhere. So you might as well get the food. But th- this is why I'm also props at. <laughs> hey, no, nah, I'm a foodie too, though. I get it. Yeah, that's I'm I'm right. You could drink anywhere. It, it doesn't change. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stick with the food because why the hell not? Yeah, um, yeah. What What is your comfort food? You know. Oh man, I'm kind of like a black hole. I eat everything. Um, yeah. I really, really love spaghetti. Oh, like, me too. Spaghetti meatballs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that right there. That was that's something that like growing up, my dad would make it every week, and honestly, never got tired of it. Not even in the slightest bit. Right it always was just nice. Yeah, yeah, right there with you. I mean, we. I make it. I still do it uh, when there's not a match. I'll I'll make a gravy every su- uh, Sunday, uh, usually around football. Right. It'll cook for hours, yeah. and then we'll have it like on Tuesday or Wednesday. And that's a staple in my household. Oh, um, yeah, that sounds yeah. nice. A homemade, I love it. Oh, I love it. I, love it. I, 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 I'm the cooker in the house, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> so, uh, 
this this question is always is a new question for this season, and I really like it. Um, right. You know, we know you guys have the boombox out there in practice. We know that Quinn loves handling the aux cord. Um, but if you could play one song for practice, what would you play? Oh man, I didn't even think about that. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know, cause like I'm one of those people that I listen to everything except for like I, I I don't really do well with heavy metal or like heavy like drum and bass and stuff like that. I don't know anything that's got a good beat line to me. That's <laughs> I'm rocking with it. Like when I was in New Zealand, I didn't think I liked the music, and then next thing I knew, like I got a playlist of the music. So nice. That's awesome. <laughs> I love I love listening to new, to new music and things I never heard before. And that's right, really, that that's right. been a theme on TikTok. Where people have been listening to rock music from, you know, that are hip hop people or, or mm-hmm. they're jazz people, and the like the first the guy's fifty years old, first time he's listened to Led Zeppelin, and I'm like, bro, and you see like his Dang. face, and he gets excited yeah, about man. it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, <laughs> you've never heard it on a radio station at all, like just flipping through. But yeah, this particular guy, that's what he does is he listens to new music and mm-hmm. gives you the reaction, his first time reaction. I love it. Dang, I'm about to check that out. <laughs> Now, tough. Now here, some real tough, tough questions for you. Oh, um, okay, okay. Of yeah, of the rugby New York jerseys this season, which one is your favorite? Which one? Which um, one would you buy? Really, realistically, if yeah. you had a choice. Ooh, I really, to me, like the neighborhood jerseys are so cool. Like those are so cool man. to me. Yeah, and like at first, like I before I like really saw i just thought they were just stripes you know mm-hmm. and then like when i actually got close and saw that like there's neighborhoods on it that's pretty fly um i also like the white ones with like the statue of liberty a little bit logo going on yeah yeah those are pretty sick i one of those two i mean honestly like i i get both i get both <laughs> yeah. and just not even try to choose I'd yeah both <laughs> uh no i do i do like the the our what we'll call i guess we'll call more regular jerseys the blue and the whites with the the statue mm-hmm. of liberty and the crown is really cool mm-hmm. it's it's subtle it's not too much you know new york new york new york mm-hmm. um but yeah those black um the black on black striped neighborhood jerseys i'm telling you with all the kiwis we have on the team throw on some black pants everybody wears some black socks and i think that's <laughs> a look at some point I land hey, right, right. yeah definitely. i will say also like uh the jerseys with the collars like mm-hmm. to me i i really like an old school good yeah. jersey with the collar on it like to me like that's pretty fly i like that I, so a lot I, of people I like, like those yeah that's the one i purchased this year i was allowed to purchase one oh i found uh, okay. a credit card <laughs> that one there you go. Um, so we have we have our, our another jersey question. It'll be the last question, and then we'll talk about okay. the upcoming match against Nola. So this is always an interesting answer. Um, you can't pick a New York jersey, and you can't pick an ATL jersey because you played with ATL. If you could buy one kit from another team this year, mm-hmm. which team would it be? Dallas. Yeah. Like a lot of guys colors. like the, the yeah. turquoise, right? Yeah, the colors are just sick. Like I. I could get behind those Dallas colors. They're pretty fly. I like their I like their jerseys. They they remind me of Sandy. Uh, no, San San Diego, San Jose Sharks in the NHL. That like greenish color. Oh they're, yeah, uh-huh. they're more uh-huh. Dallas is more green. I think San Jose is more blue, but it's still you don't see those colors often. And to right. see them, especially when they go kit and 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 shorts and socks in the same color, I think it's awesome. Right, like I yeah. Those are tough. I like it. I like. It. I like it. You're, I think you're like the fourth or fifth guy this year to say that. 
Really? Green. Yuck. Man, I guess I got to switch it up. <laughs> no, well, you know what? And especially like if you're there and you're playing against them, like I haven't seen them in person yet. So I wonder mm-hmm. if seeing them in person, I would have a different opinion on it. I don't know. You know, I've I only seen they, them on the screen. Because I, I traveled with them to uh, Dallas mm-hmm. as a 25th band, just in case and mm-hmm. seeing them, seeing them in person, yeah. like they're still, they're still yeah, they're nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, real quick, we're going to talk about Nola. Um, I think um, you know we're going down to Nola. Historically, we don't play the best for some reason down in Nola. I don't know if it's just we catch them, we catch we catch it, and it's hot weather, and we're not used to it. Or mm-hmm. you know, usually we're down there for Mardi Gras. To be quite honest, I think the last <laughs> few years we were down there for Mardi Gras. So not that yeah, not that I think that you guys are going out and like whatever, but. I think the entire area just has this energy out there for Mardi Gras that inevitably you, you take in as a human being, and it's not the energy of let's go out on the field and, and kick some ass. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think subconsciously that actually does something to you. Meanwhile, I am not a psychologist. I have no idea what I'm <laughs> talking about. But I don't know. I just feel like that energy gets into you no matter what. And you know, it, you, you might have a, an, an on-field performance that's not like you know, the best that you've ever had. Um, but now, listen, Mardi Gras is over. Um, we're playing a, a really scrappy NOLA team. I'm kind of scared, Mikey. They've won the last two. They're coming off a big win against Dallas. And the problem with their win against Dallas was they took their foot off the gas. They Dallas came back, and luckily NOLA won. But I think they realized it. You know, they realized what they did yeah. wrong. So those mistakes are going to be less when we play them. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, they've had a rocky start this season. They're sitting, what, fourth place right now? Mm-hmm. So they're in the hunt. You know, they they can smell, you know, the blood of the water. They're, you know, we're, we're in third because we're tied right now with New England. And I think they've got the bonus because they've got us on, um, what, uh, pen, uh, differential? No, we, differential? we have the bonus. So let me break it down for you guys. Right. So we were on the fourth tiebreaker. And, if, and me and Dougie went back and forth and he published his article with it. <laughs> So we have the same uh, overall uh, uh, um, as New England, you know, four and one. Yeah. <laughs> we have the same uh, point points, right? We have the same point differential. We have the same tries scored. So then it goes to the fourth one, which is total tries scored minus total tries conceded. New York is plus six. New England's plus uh, five. So it's a, a one difference okay. in that mm-hmm. differential. For us to be on top in week six. Jesus Christ. Like, that excites me. I got to be honest. That excites me to say that you have two teams. And and just above us is Atlanta with 20 points. So, like, we're both right behind them. But, like, you had to go to the fourth tiebreaker to figure out who was in second place, man. That was exciting. Um, You know, I think – I don't know if you agree with this, but I think we're going to be doing less kicking against Nola. I think Nola historically goes for tries. They like to kick for the corner. They like to push them all in. I think we're going to have to match that energy. They're definitely, you know, they definitely are scrappy. They definitely, I feel like, remember that, you know, that game, you know, at the end of last year where they beat us, but we still, you know, we still made it to the playoffs based on, you know, the tries because we got the bonus point. Um, They definitely were, you know, they definitely feel they're probably angry about that. They retained a lot of the same players that they had as last year. So they're definitely going to be in the hunt, you know, to try and, you know, get this win as some sort of revenge for them. Uh, that being said, I think, you know, a lot of the players that haven't historically stepped up for, you know, you know, rugby New York stepped up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kara Pryor played a great game, both sides of the ball on offense yeah, and defense. 
Um, he was he was lights out making tackles, going in counter rucking. Um, you know, scored that try. I have a funny feel. He scored that try and put that down with you know so much emphasis. Uh, it was almost mm-hmm. like you know he looked around looking for his brother to make sure his brother saw it. Like that, like that was for him. Unfortunately, I don't think his brother was on the field at the time. So, but uh, you know, lights out game by Kara. You know, heads up play there by you know Andy. Great, you know, great kicking by Jack. You know, I think everything's there just you know yeah maybe a little less popcorn before games and you know hold on hold on to the ball a little bit better and you know mm-hmm. it, it's all coming together so i i think it's gonna be rooney i'll give rugby new york by five i'll give the try you know give him by the try i don't like putting you know games in double digits because whenever i put into a double digit you've never hit losing and you know never me feel poor. yeah i never get that so i'm gonna say rugby new york by five uh <laughs> and you know hopefully everything's you know together I'm going to say Rooney by three. I think it's going to be tight, just like it was last week. I think Nola's going to be scrappy. I think the first 20 minutes, Nola's going to really punch us in the mouth, and it, it, it's how we're going to respond to those first 20 minutes that's going to dictate what's going to go on the rest of the game. Again, my big thing, if the back line isn't producing some of those breaks, those line breaks, have the forwards run the ball and beat people up because what's going to happen? Absolutely. Yeah. They're going to have to they're going to have to shorten their line, their defensive line, to stop those forwards from running. And then all of a sudden, those line breaks will open up in those big mm-hmm. gaps. Um, so I'm going Rooney by three. Jason, our buddy Jason, who is number one in the Super Bowl League, son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> number Rooney number by two nine. right here. Yeah, number two. I think I'm number five or six. I got oh, screwed on that last one, that last match. Um, you know, but it is what it is. I can't, you know, I can, whatever. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So anyway, uh, everybody, um, pig and whistle uh, right now. Go for uh, go hang out at the Pick and Whistle on Saturday. Uh, I believe kickoff is at 8 p.m. Um, we're going to be live about half an hour before. We're going to do our preview show like we always do. And again, we reserve the right to change our, our point differential when the when the um, <laughs> get published the day before. Um, so our Super Brews might change, uh, hopefully for the better, because I need a quick turnaround to, to kick all your butts this year like I did last year. But Ish, <laughs> thank you so much for coming, man. Yes, it was such man. a pleasure. Um, thank you. For those of you that don't know, Ish also told me this is his first interview. So it's awesome that we got to interview you first for the fan club. <laughs> it's one of those things we pride ourselves on is to get players like you out there, especially guys who are American players who just picked up the ball, you know, five or six years ago, which is me and Mike's experience. You know, we picked it up in college and now you're playing professionally. So it's it's awesome to see. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. And, you know, to speak to that, I, I always dreamed of playing professional sports and you know just did it in a, through a different medium and you know i hope that others like us you know that decide that they want to take the sport serious in college like do it why not absolutely do it yep absolutely yeah. thank you so much ish uh i'm the big guy scott ferrar that's mike the grand poobah parazini ishmael <laughs> oh. shabazz the rest of the rooney guys uh we'll see you guys on saturday for the match enjoy yes sir all right peace